Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Listen to These Nerds. Tonight we're doing another episode of Mythos Unit, and I'm going to be your game master for tonight, Chris. Starting from my left, going clockwise around the circle, we have... Hello, I'm Harry, and I'll be playing Franklin Blackmore. Hey, I'm Joey, and I'm playing Quincy Adams. Hey, I'm John, I'm playing Chip Adams. I'm Yvette, and I'll be playing Tara Dubois. All right. Back um, again. Her yes. triumphant return. Yes. Woo! And unfortunately, Megan cannot be here with us tonight because she's got work. But it's all right. She will be sorely missed. <coughs> and we'll just continue the game. She's throwing that. children around. Uh-huh. She's fighting them. She's at the clinic. Waves of children. Have you ever heard that game, How Many Children Can You Beat Up? She's yeah. playing that game right now, but in uh-huh. real life. She's <laughs> testing her record. Yeah. All right. So, do you guys remember where we last left off? Uh, we were... Just wrapping up a drug bust. That's absolutely right. And John caused the guy to fall over like ten times while trying to leave a building. Uh-huh. Blackmore found out that his cardio fucking sucks. Uh-huh. So, and eventually after trying to chase after the suspect, he was able to get away. Good news is you guys were able to break, bust up a drug ring. Bad to ambiguous news. There may be a vigilante operating in London, and he may or may not be on your side. You're not really sure what his deal is just yet. Mm-hmm. So... With that in mind, let's pick up where we left off. So after all of the criminals are rounded up, basically a number of humans and dwarves alike, they are all brought down to the precinct at Scotland Yard, and you guys head along for the ride with a commission with Hightower in the car beside you, frowning heavily in thought the entire time. Eventually you guys pull up and you head inside, and already interrogations are immediately underway as the suspects are put into various um, rooms and essentially questioned. So, it's up to you guys if any of you would like to get your hands dirty and start talking to these folks. Well, I'm not usually one for making small talk. Uh, Chip, Quincy, I think you're usually better at this. Uh, In the meantime, however, I have an idea. And uh, I go down to uh, records, basically I grab all their mugshots, and uh, basically go, so, from what I can tell... Just because they have the cold iron in their possession doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be cut. It probably means that a reasonable lawyer would find them suspicious of a manslaughter. However, if we can prove that it was done with malicious intent, then we can probably up it to second degree murder. That being said... Couldn't uh, it be first since it's premeditated? Uh, not if the victim is unknown at the time. After all, it could have been any fae that died, not just this one specifically. What? What were the numbers again? I mean, it's a dreadful uh, amount of people, wasn't it? Well, so far we only know of one, but hopefully we've managed to catch it before it becomes too bad. Well, the cold iron was specifically only found in the the one guy, right? Mm. That being said, I figure I can go back to, uh, what was the name of the dwarven member of the council, the guy that kind of put us on this? Uh, that would be Fen Forgeheart. I'll go talk to Mr. Forgeheart and let him know the good news about finding his missing Zeronium, and see if I can't ply any information about our four suspects, see if he knows them, any sort of particular things they did. Dubois, you want to come along? Uh, sure. All right, so... First off, we're going to go to the interrogation room, and the two of you can both roll me uh, whatever rolls you feel are appropriate, either intimidation or uh, I'm going to wait and see what he rolls, and then roll okay. against based on what that is. What, do you want to interrogate a human or a dwarf? Mm, let's start with a... Let's start with a human. Okay. So, uh, for the sake of brevity, just give me a roll, and I'll tell you what he is willing to confess. Interrogation or intimidation? It's entirely up yeah, to you. Yeah, it's up to you, John. Okay. 
What'd you roll? Uh, I actually rolled the same number of dice to get yeah, away. Um, I'll start with just intimidation first. Alright, I'm gonna roll empathy to play good cop. Would <clears throat> that be persuasion to play good cop? Um, I don't know. Is it empathy or persuasion? Persuasion, if you roll empathy, you're just gauging his reaction and trying to basically... Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so two nines. Do I want height or whip? Height. Okay, then I'm gonna spend a willpower to add the roll. Well, I didn't get height, but I sure as hell got whip. So four threes. So okay. he's real, well, to be fair, it is an intimidation and how strong you are. How <laughs> No, I'll it's a very that, quick shakedown. <laughs> what do you do, want? I'll say that due to the speed of your roll. Basically, you're able to get into the interrogation room and you catch the guy off guard before his lawyer has a chance to step into the room. Basically, you are able to get a little bit of information out of him that does essentially... Um, it's basically a statement that more or less cancels out the alibi of another criminal that's also being interrogated at the same time. Okay. Mm. Alright, does my two nines get anything uh, out of him? After after the intimidation, I come in yeah. with the... So basically, you talk to the guy and... I give him the, the kind old grandpa routine. Okay, so... Which is actually just the way I act. Uh-huh. <laughs> basically, you are able to find out during your nice old grandpa routine that the operation had been going on for a while at the very least, or you're able to get evidence to put together that the operation that they've been running is about the same amount of time that the Zeronium had started going missing. Mm-hmm. So you do have essentially evidence that matches up so far. And if you want, you can go and interrogate another suspect, like one of the dwarves or one of the humans. Alright, John, human or dwarf? Mm, let's go with the dwarf this time. Okay, mix things up a bit, why don't we? All right. with Give it a roll. And I'm going to interrogate yep. this time. I would think you would intimidate the myth. You can't do that. No. That's racist. Yeah, but... No. Have you met Chip Adam? <laughs> well, interrogation is... And intimidation are two different things. Intimidation is more of a, like... Of being, like, verbally imposing. Well, interrogation is being actively, like, you know... Prying. Yeah, prying and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, that's going to be three sevens. Mm, nice. Okay. And I will roll empathy to gauge his reaction. Two nines. Or, okay. Or three sevens. All right. So, surprisingly enough, the dwarf tr- tries to be resilient at first, but a couple of prods gets him immediately uh, talking. It's almost as if dwarven law is entirely different from human law and how you can talk to suspects and stuff. So, uh, as a re- so he expects us to beat the shit out of him because that's what dwarves are allowed to do. But instead, you start talking circles around him, and soon enough, he starts giving up all kinds of information <laughs> that other pe- other fellows. Other I don't humans, know why are you asking me so many questions. I, I like the idea that he was like getting ready to get like punched, and he's yeah. like just like Gertie's always like, "Come on, get, come on, hit me!" Like I, I got a huge ball, and then he just start talking to me. He's like. What bullet? What about that? Fuck! Okay. Are you not gonna hit me? This is what you're able to get out of him. The dwarves have been complicit in mine, in essentially taking the Zeronium, and in addition to that, they had also been making a separate strain to be used by the dwarves personally. This strain um, 
Zeronian is less effective against dwarves. That's why they're able to mine it with their bare hands so easily. Mm. As a result, they actually mix in traces of cold iron to give it an additional kick. Oh. Yeah, so it wasn't on purpose. Mm -hmm. It was just a bad cut. Yeah, and when you mention the dead elf, he immediately starts breaking down and trying to defend himself, saying that essentially one of the other dwarves had mixed up a shipment and and the drugs accidentally got switched around. Okay. So, yeah. Essentially, if what he's saying is true, then this was a case of accidental manslaughter. Yeah, but it's also, like, I, I feel like, I, again, I am i don't know the, the legal foibles of England, but yeah. I feel like if you are committing what is, I don't know what it is in England, but essentially a felony, mm. um, and you accidentally kill somebody, like, that, like if you're in doing a bank robbery, for mm. example, in, like, the U.S. or in Canada, and you kill someone accidentally, it's yeah. still considered, like, pretty, like, a murder. It's still second degree. Yeah, because you still, like, regardless, you still were committing a felony, yeah. and, and then you accidentally hurt someone. It's like, you shouldn't have been doing that, and then you also killed someone. Why did you bring guns into a bank? This could only end badly. Yeah, uh-huh. so, again, I don't know the exact... That'll be up to... Uh, I actually... Well, I did look it up, and yeah, pretty much legal codes for allowing for murder in the UK are fairly similar to how they are here in the thing, so they're still yeah. manslaughter, second degree, and first degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the it would all, all be up to the judge's discretion as, yes. as to whether or not he would consider this to be like wantonly like neglectful enough in addition to being a felony yeah. that it would be considered murder. But that's what we leave to up to the lawyers. Yes. We are police officers. Mm-hmm. We just bag him and tag him. Uh, no! <laughs> Hopefully, that's, that's something else. That's not what we want to that do. Is, that's the last resort. <laughs> yeah, it depends on who we're doing it to. Oh, God. So, yeah, no, they say chip You're surrounded by. Uh, <laughs> First thing we do during any investigation pull out your gun. It's a house call. Pull out your gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say that. Anyone paying attention will notice that anytime their myths involve chip, uh, immediately puts his vest on. Uh-huh. So. Going to a dinner party, puts his vest on. (laughs) The council meeting, put the vest on. Mm -hmm. Alright, so, with the bit of evidence that you guys obtained from the dwarf, you're more or less able to put a couple more nails in the coffin of this case. Mm -hmm. And I'll say that the investigations will continue on in this way for a little while. Let's jump back to Tara and to Franklin. Alright, so, yeah, yeah, we more or less um, go... I try and find the dwarves in the way that only Franklin knows how, which is going back to the approximate area where we went into the thing and, like, knocking. Okay, so you guys head back through Midtown, winding through the streets, and eventually you find the enormous manhole cover that led you down into the tunnels. Mm-hmm. And you bend... Yeah, you squat <coughs> down and you rap on the metal thing three times. There's a bit of silence. Then suddenly there's a grinding of stone as something pushes from underneath, and you see a dwarf looking up at you. Morning! What can I do you for? Uh, hello. Is, uh, Mr. Forge Hart? Is Mr. Forge Hart in? Ah, then Forge Hart! Hey, he's down in the tunnels right now! Alright. Tara, mind your head. <laughs> wait a minute. You two are here. Oh, wait, yes, yes, I remember you. You were talking to the fan, that's right. Down, come on, down you go. Yeah. So into the dwarf tunnels. Franklin is used to this having gone through before, but they're they're small, aren't they? Maybe eight feet tall, just in case. Yeah, they, well, they still have to move. Oh stuff, yeah, right? it's like it's not just like oh we have to walk through ourselves. It's we gotta yeah. move all this shit around, right. especially if it's big. Remember minecarts? Oh uh, uh, yeah, no, that was getting to that. So do we have to take the minecarts or? No? Actually, no. It's close enough that you guys can walk by foot. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, no. <laughs> I know you were disappointed. Uh huh. So. um... 
you are led down a little path before uh, entering into the large quarry where most of the work is done, and there are a number of dwarves talking to each other by the many crates <coughs> that you know to be filled with Zeronium. So yeah, I look around. Do I see Fortrot anywhere? Uh, yeah, he's with the group. Yeah, all right. So I'll head over to Mr. Fortrot. Uh, Mr. Fortrot! Ah, welcome back! <clears throat> How's the case going? Uh, fairly well. Uh, before we begin, uh, Mr. Fortrot, this is Miss Dubois, Inspector Dubois. Ah, pleasure, miss. The Hi. dwarf extends a big burly hand to you, and yeah, shakes it very vigorously. Yeah, and right. now then, <laughs> let's talk. What have you found out? Well, you'll be happy to know that we did manage to recover what we believe to be most of the stolen zeronium. You did? We Where don't... was it? Uh, that's what we wanted to ask you questions about, actually. Yeah, uh, do all, you... all of the dwarves are rapidly paying attention to this. <laughs> did point. you put your name on it? Because, <laughs> well, I mean, I it mean, could be someone else's zeronium. We didn't recover most of it. We co- recovered most of the last right, amount that was stolen. Yeah. Presumably most of it's been already processed into drugs. Maybe. It's already up somebody's nose. We'll have to figure out exactly how much we've managed to do. It seemed that it was being used in the production of uh, trance. Wait. His expression darkens as he stares at you for this. Are you saying that that drug that's been going around, Azeronium was used to make that? I'm afraid so. Yeah, he just, all of the dwarves immediately begin scowling, and then several of them start muttering very dark curses that you imagine are, you know, mm. dwarvish swear words. Um, for the rest of the matters of this investigation, uh, do you have some more private with you? Um, he looks around. We don't really have an office or nothing around here. Uh, oh, I've got just the place, follow me. And you head up through the tunnel, and you find your, yeah. A few minutes later, you guys find yourselves in a pub. Well, I can't say I'm disappointed by this. <laughs> now, they sit down at a table, and they have a couple of tankards in hand already, and they pass one to you. So, and you have They came out there. of the hole with them somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they they have them attached to their belt. Yeah. Mm. They just them up. Yeah, they have little miniature cakes, like, you know, about the size of a stein that they take down with them just on the job in case they get thirsty. Yeah. It's a drinking brew. Yeah. So, Tara, you also have a stein as well in front of cool. you that's easily over a pint. Cool. Yeah. So, now then, ah, let's talk business over drinks, shall we? Yes. Uh, we were wondering if you could identify if you possibly knew any of these four dwarves. I sort of lay out the headshots, the various mugshots on the table. All of... I, they all worked here a while past, but... I... Yeah, they eventually left the mines after too many disagreements with the foreman. Disagreements? Aye, they didn't like the way things were going. They felt that we were getting a raw cut of the deal with the humans. Said they wanted to make some more money. Hmm. And then they left and decided to try their luck out in the human town. Hmm. Well, it seems they've managed to find success. They're implicated in our current investigation. Yeah, there is just dead silence among them at this point. They are all just staring. So you're not... You're saying... It wasn't a human that made this trance. There were humans working in collaboration with them, but we're still processing the details of the case. So what you are saying is that some of our own, some of our, some dwarves who went through our halls and drank our meat were involved in criminal activities that besmirched the honor of our clans. Does he look like he's about to punch somebody? Yeah, he looks like a couple of... Yeah, he looks like he's raising the ambient temperature of the room by himself. Okay, I'm going to attempt to use persuasion to try and calm him down. Because the last thing I want is, is a drunken 
angry dwarf going around punching people. Okay. We don't want more vigilantes. Just be glad that you didn't decide to talk to him while the investigation was ongoing. <laughs> I don't have any persuasion. I'm going to spend four willpower, just mm. because I want a set. I really don't want this guy doing something. I could spend one. No, no, I'm going whole hog. Two sevens. Alright. Unless you want width, in which case it's three fours. What do you say to him? Don't, uh, please understand. I understand that you're probably a bit frustrated at this current time of events, but there was a wise poet in our world that once said that greed is the poison that poisons all men's souls. And, well, I can't really think of any reason why that would be divisive against man or myth alike. He thinks over your words for a moment, all the doors do, and... Alright. Well, the question is, what do you suggest we do about this? Well... That is something of a tricky issue that we may have to leave up to the Ministry of Justice. Understandably, we I realize that the current situation regarding the laws of Mythtown is that you're a sovereign state. Your rules, your particular system of justice. However, with this crime being committed in the human wor- in the human world and in Mythtown, the effects could get dicey. I'll have the council talk to the Ministry of Justice to see how this could be resolved. But what you are saying Regardless if it happens here or if it happens in your world, justice will be served against these traitors. I sort of give him a very solid grip on the shoulder and I say, I'll make sure of it. He grips your other shoulder. <laughs> That's all I needed to hear a lot. And oh. then he embraces you. The man needs to box. Listen, Franklin Blackmore. Oh, he stands oh no. I'm oh, becoming a lord. You Sunshine. and your kid have served us in our time of need. You have found the traitors that would stand against us. Franklin's just kind of standing there. And like, you have around. recovered that which belonged to us. From now on, yes, boys! He bellows the word and all of the doors immediately stand up. Tonight, we're celebrating like men! And at this point, they all raise their sides. Yeah! And it. Tara also stands up and goes, woo-woo! Yeah. <laughs> I can see it in my fucking eyes! You hold up your stein, and seven other steins immediately no, crash she has, into Somehow yours. she has, like, an apple teeny now. <laughs> Excuse me, what do you know of academia? <laughs> you think we drink apple teenies? No. So, oh, sorry, shot a hard shot of vodka. Call your men! Tonight, we drink! I'll see who's off shift. Uh, in the meantime, there is one last question I'd like to ask. Did any of these men have any anti-fae sentiments? Anti? Uh, not that I can think of. Hmm. We, tr- we just tried to get along for the most part. We're all kind of in the same boat, as it were. Ah, right then. Well, uh, that's all that I need to do. And uh, I will see about the celebration tonight. Yes. Ah! The screaming immediately begins anew as they all start down. Oh, I want to make a back to the dwarf. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe after he's had a few beers. Right now, Blackmore's like, I can't trick on the job. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, so. Finishes what's left of his drink, moves on. Can't trick on the job. <laughs> back- can't drink excessively on the job. I won't tell if you won't. Back, nope. to, back to the precinct. You guys have continued with the investigations, and between the two of you, you immediately find that the dwarves are much more easily pressed for information than the humans, 
possibly due to the fact that they don't understand how human laws work and the idea of Miranda rights and stuff. <laughs> they don't get how self-incrimination works. <laughs> yeah, basically they incriminate the hell out of themselves, more or less. So, eventually after talking with them for a while, the two of you, um, you know, are outside of the interrogation rooms when uh, Hightower comes up to you. Fine work, you two. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, I take it that you've done everything you can, and given the evidence that we've procured, I dare say this will be enough to put a sizable dent in the triads. Hmm. Now, the question is, what can you tell me about this vigilante? Uh, we fast. Both had a roll with a, with a punch. Hmm. Um, and we might need more sprinters on our <laughs> in our group. Speed baits missed. He's very in shape. Well, um, very strong too. I'll see if I can't procure a myth that can aid in some type of movement ability, as it were. Well, Good if we I'm weren't in a movement. magical meth lab, I'm pretty sure he wasn't fast enough to dodge a bullet. Hmm. Pat, pat the gun over. His I put, gun I put, put my hand on 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 uh, Chip's shoulder. Not that we would have been necessary. I mean, he didn't attack us. Look, but I do understand that you're in a place a bit different from America, but we only use firearms as a last resort. Not as a means of apprehension. Well, I mean, he was shown to be a clear danger. He easily threw around grown men and dwarves. Now, that's something else I want to ask. He was throwing around these dwarves and punting men across the room, but he never attacked any of you. No. No, but at the same time, I would still have considered him, you know, very dangerous. It's also possible he, he was also it. trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Not trying to incriminate myself for anything. Right. Uh, he, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Given his, his general body shape, it's possible he could also have been a pack user. He didn't show any outwardly myth-like traits other than yes. enhanced strength. Houston's filled me in. Apparently he said that he was covered completely in black with no distinguishing features whatsoever. It's obvious he doesn't want to give away his identity. Well, I'm going to have to talk to some of the higher-ups about this. Buttermaker is already on my case about this whole thing. He doesn't care that we've uh, stopped a drug ring. He just wants to know why the vigilante is the one that got away. Essentially, he's not happy with the fact that this was a less-than-perfect track record. Well, I'm sure he'll have to be all right again, only getting one medal for taking credit for our work. Ooh! <laughs> yeah, um, he doesn't say anything, but he just looks at you and he kind of just nods a little bit. Now then, the two of you, i say, you know, you've done all you need to do for today. I'd say that the team has earned yourself, itself a bit of a break. We'll take everything that we need to from here. I'm assuming Blackmore and Dubois show up shortly after this? Uh, sure, yeah. Alright. Uh, so, how'd the interrogations go? Oh, good. You seem a bit, um, well... You're a bit disheveled there. Has someone been... Were you... Were you mugged? Uh... We had to go down this long, dark tunnel. Yeah, it was the, the dwarf tunnels. Do you remember Franklin? those? Yes. Also, I think I might be a lord now? I'm not entirely sure how that works. Something about his generations and children? <laughs> like, Franklin just shrugs. Brethren, brethren for sure. Mm. Right. Yes, also, the, the, uh... This hair all over your... Is that beard hair? I think it is. <laughs> also, uh, apparently we have been invited to a celebration regarding the dwarves. If you're free this evening... Well, that's nice. Um, I'll have to check in on my uh, ward. Mm. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> 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 what 
Yeah. yeah. Probably... Hightower looks at you as he says this. Right. How is, um, let's see. John. John, yes, John Candon, I believe. How is he doing? Um, well, um, he likes my old records, which is nice. Um, um, I've been having the, the, the um, young woman next door um, babysit him. That's quite sweet. But, um, he seems alright. A bit shy. Um, well, I wish imagine. he would open up a little bit, but... It's understanding he's a little out of touch, given that he's a myth in a hostile... That had been introduced to a hostile environment until recently. Very true. Um, but yes, um, I think... Well, I'd like to get through to him in some way, but... As long as he's not in any danger, I think I'm fine. These things take time. Just give it patience, and he should be able to open up to you eventually. Now then, you were... Blackmore, you were saying something about a celebration. Yes, uh, apparently our work with the dwarves is not to go on... is something that they are quite happy to celebrate us for. And apparently some members of Scotland Yard have been invited to a, um, celebration? Um, at this point, Fitz and Pepper immediately point, poke their heads around the door. You say something about a celebration? Uh, They're gonna be booze! <laughs> Blackmore, like, pinches the fridge of his nose and goes, uh, Yes. Are we going drinking tonight? Yes, um... I got my drinking pants on! <laughs> God damn it, it's better. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Blackmore basically fills them in on the details and uh, basically says, You guys, go on ahead. I have something that I need to take care of here. Right. Who is... Oh, if this is supposed to be a bit of a closed-door occasion, like not everybody's supposed to know, who should we talk to about this? Um, talk to four... Talk to a uh, dwarf named... Forgehard, Mr. Forgehard, I give them a brief description. Uh, say that you're one of uh, Blackmore's men. He should know what that means. Right. Also, be prepared for very strong handshakes. So, what? Maybe one or two people here in the precinct then. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? I didn't you hear. Like, oh, uh, yes, very hush hush. You see. Right, hush hush, absolutely. And at this point, uh, I actually grab him by the collar and I say, mm. "I mean, hush hush." Right, hush hush. You yes. should roll intimidating. You should partially turn into a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I'm gonna spend. No, oh, you're doing it real bad. Yeah, no. You're. Oh, there we go. Two eights. So you were a ghost. Okay. Um. So. Ah, uh, yeah. At this point, you pull him in, and you are nearly nose to nose with him, and so yeah, you just tell you tell him. Look, we are trying to do something very good with Mythtown, and I don't exactly want a bunch of drunken police, drunken bobbies going down to the bloody place and tearing it up. Now, if that means that we end up having a damaged relation with the Myth Council, I'll be putting this solely on you, you understand? Um, uh, and as then Chip will word... pass by and say, we could always just tell Buttermaker who, whose fault it was. Yeah. Um, so, but when you say something about putting the blame squarely on you, that's when his skin turns white. And when you bring up the word buttermaker, that's when his skin turns green. <laughs> right. We have an understanding, then. Hush, hush, then. Yes, quite. You go on ahead. I have something to take care of. Okay, and yeah, so he just, yeah, Fitz just steps away, shivering, and Pepper just goes up and, it's all right, it's all right. And he just starts patting him on the back and rubbing him and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, with that... Uh, the two of them uh, head off their way. What are you guys going to do? Um, uh, Chip will ask if they'll let dogs in the bar. Cause... I don't see I don't see why not, considering that giant mechanical spider fellow was in there the last time. Yep. I, I doubt he'll be the hairiest one in there. Oh! <laughs> uh, 
Right. Uh, they, seem ve- they seem very nice, though. Uh, don't tell them I said that, please. <laughs> yeah. You'll be responsible for ruining relationships. <laughs> what? He seems to be hairy! Rabble, rabble, rabble. Okay. They're actually really, like, it's a great compliment. <laughs> so, you guys are just going to head down to the pub then? Uh, yeah. Just going to grab Ace from his apartment first, but then, yeah. Okay, yeah, so you guys meet up outside Scotland Yard, and Fitz and Pepper are there, and they've also brought Baxter, the uh, silent, stoic guy that almost never says a word. Just, he nods at each one of you and sort of bristles his white mustache a little bit. Then, yeah, the only other person with them is, surprisingly enough, yeah, it's Hightower. Hmm. Well, we've done enough work, and I just... Need to make sure that all of you behave yourselves accordingly. <laughs> and he gives you all a very stern look as if daring you to disagree with him. <laughs> now then, let's be off. And at that point, Irvine comes around with the van, and you guys all pile in and drive to Mythtown. Yeah, while we're there, I, I phone the babysitter and make sure that she's... Oh yes, everything's going very well. Yes, we're just watching cartoons at the moment, dear. Great. Um, well, uh, there's dinner in the fridge. Oh, okay. Feel free to take some for yourself. You are too kind. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> oh, oh, oh Mr. Adams, please. please. <laughs> but no worries, I'll make sure that he's in bed at a good hour, and I'll make sure that he's done all of his homework as well. Thank you. Homework? Is he even going to school? Yeah, uh, yeah probably. Um, yeah, remember? Oh, That's yeah, yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the ways yeah. we found out about, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you didn't show yeah. up at school. Yeah. Thanks again, Judy. Oh, anytime, anytime. So, with that, you guys continue driving down, and, yeah, parking outside Midtown, your little group heads uh, through the front gate, and the, for those of them that hadn't been to Midtown before, they, um, you know, they're a little surprised and awed by what they're seeing. Fitz and Pepper are just looking around kind of almost like slack-jawed tourists, and even Baxter, if he's making no sound, but his eyebrows are going way higher than you've ever seen them go up before, Franklin. That's a driver, right? No. Uh, no. And finally, Irvine is mm, going Irvine. with you. Irvine's going with you. He's the sober driver for tonight. And, yeah, Hightower is just, you know, he's at the front of the group and just making conversation with you guys as you go along. Business-like, but he's allowing a few jokes to creep in. What do you do, Irvine? Like, why are you coming? I drive. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking put on night calls. I imagine that he's actually, like, fucking Ryan Gosling for drive. He's like a <laughs> fucking sick jacket. He just sits in there in the car smoking. <laughs> sure, why not? Synthwave yeah. is playing in the background yeah. in the car. The yeah. radio's not even on. Like, he's a cold-blooded killer. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so... You guys eventually head up to the pub, and as soon as you head inside, it is filled with dwarves. Like, the, before, when you had gone there earlier, like, there had been, you know, a couple different members of various races and stuff, but tonight, it is filled almost entirely with dwarves lining both tables end to end. All of them the chatting, laughing, the entire room filled with conversation and good cheer, as though the party is ready to get started. And you guys are standing at the front entrance. Is it one of those, like, we walk through and the door's like, flap, 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 yes, back and forth, yes. like, cowboy style? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, hello. At this point, one of the doors... Ah, yeah! And at this point, they all, all of the doors look to you guys, and, you know, there is a roar like a tidal wave as all of them lift their signs all at once. Ah! Like, like and, somehow we all have beards all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> oh, <no>. What? <laughs> 
and immediately doors begin, a couple doors begin rushing you guys, like they rush up to you, shake your hands furiously, then lead you over to the one empty spot that is remaining at one of the tables, sit you down, and before you know it, there are enormous steins in front of you. And then Forchart is in front of you guys with the various other heads of the Dwarven cast at his sides. Ah, welcome, my friends! Tonight, we drink, and we make merry, and we have the time of our lives. Men, these are the humans that have done right by us, restoring honor to our clan and retrieving what was once ours. And at this point, the other heads of the clans begin standing up. The other five dwarves that had, up until this point, gone unnamed. All right, Storehammer, leader of the miners, Dargus Black Metal, leader of the weaponsmiths, Belfast Doomcreed, leader of the armorsmiths, Egran Goldclean, leader of the gun cutters, Walder Ironbeard, leader of the smelters. Yeah, and why did, why and did my I, shirt suddenly turn that, black? Lord Blaggle Bibblebam. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> and, <laughs> just like together. and I, Thin Forge, first voice for the elder. Airby proclaim all of you honorary allies of the Dwarven Clan! And at this point, yeah, you're not sure what the knight descends into, but the fact is, you guys have an awesome, awesome time. For more, whether one night, moment, or the next, you always have a full drink on hand. Your sign is never allowed to go empty. Whether you I just like sipping. Yeah, whether you choose to drink or not, there are always dwarves on either side of you either trying to strike up a conversation with you. At one point, you see them, you see a couple dwarves arm wrestling and taking on whoever wants to give them a challenge. Ooh! All right. I want to try. Oh, I want to see this. All right. The dwarf that you uh, arm wrestle, you can tell, yeah, it looks as though he's made a talent out of this because, yeah. Am I allowed to cheat? Um, What's cheating? When Using it, my powers? How's that cheating? Oh, they don't know that I have powers. He... Rests his elbow on the table, his uh, forearm a mass of curly black hair, and <laughs> yeah, each of his knuckles is about as thick as a small banana, and he's just... Uh, what the fuck? His arm is actually massive, <laughs> and his other arm like tiny. His arm is just a hairy banana. <laughs> they call yeah, me the hairy banana. They <laughs> oh, don't even grow in our country. It's a nickname I got to you. <laughs> so... Well, let's see it, Lassie. Alright, woohoo! Give him the old sonar. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Let's see. Well, actually, I guess I can't really use it because it would be attacking him. Mm. <laughs> no, that's how you cheat. You punch him in the face and then slam his hand. No, I like the idea that, like, what she does is she puts her arm up. And then they grabs it, and then she turns her arm into stone so it can't move. <laughs> and just waits until he gets tired. <laughs> Um, for the sake of fun, can I just say that I do something similar to that without, like, actually... Sure, okay, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Wait, is part of your power to turn into stone? Yes. That, that that's the useful yeah. power, so you could use uh, that like that. Yeah. Okay, so, his, if anything, when your arm turns into stone, he doesn't look angry. If anything, he actually looks even more eager than he was before. So, um, alright, and one of the doors counts down. One, two, three! And with that, the, f- the contest is on. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. 
All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.